You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 180. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, it's Kim Eagle. I hope you're having a great week and I want to let you know that Willpower Workout Program finally starts next week. We start on April 20th. So if you're not registered, but you're still home working out and need more home workouts, or you want a better plan, a plan that shows you exactly what workouts you should be doing, in what order you should be doing them, when to recover, when to push hard, and when to really build up with that workout training, then you want to join us for the Willpower Workout Program. Over 16 videos, three audio run workouts, so much support, so much guidance, and everything is going to be available for a full year when you make the purchase. So go ahead and go to willpower.com, W-I-L-L-P-O-W-H-E-R, and get registered so you can get in the best shape of your life. Now guess what we're talking about today? Probably something you might not expect, toothpaste. Do you know what is in your toothpaste? Because I am almost embarrassed to tell you that I have been using the same toothpaste since I was a little girl because it's what my parents bought, right? But I just looked at the ingredients the other day and what was in my toothpaste and OMG, I'm going to tell you all about that, what toothpaste I was using, what toothpaste I have now switched to, and what you need to look for in your toothpaste, all of that after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, this is brought to you from the University of California, Berkeley. They have a public health newsletter that I get, and this was an interesting one about sleep and dreaming. They went through all these different questions, some which were fascinating to me, and maybe things that you've thought yourself. The first question was, does everyone dream? Except for people with certain brain abnormalities, everyone has REM sleep, R-E-M, during which dreams occur. Of course, people who don't remember their dreams may think they don't dream, but they almost certainly do. This was the conclusion of a French study in the Journal of Sleep Research a few years ago, which found that when people who claimed they never dreamed were monitored during sleep, their movements and other behavior strongly indicated they were indeed dreaming during REM sleep. So there you go. It does sound like everyone does dream, even if you can't remember your dreams. Now, do you think dreams disrupt your sleep? They say no. Dreams are a key part of restorative sleep. And they say that sleep has four phases, which we cycle through, usually four or five times a night. REM, which stands for rapid eye movement, plus three non-REM stages. Most dreaming goes on during the REM stage when the eyes move under the lids. Dreaming may not even seem particularly restful. However, especially if you have nightmares and they occur just before waking, you might feel that way. But that's what they say about dreams and sleep disturbance. Now, what about this one? 
Does dreaming serve a specific purpose? Have you ever wondered that? I mean, the the body is so amazing. Everything has a reason and a function. So what is the purpose of dreaming? Humans have long wondered why we dream and whether it serves a purpose. Perhaps as a way for us to communicate with the gods, predict the future, or represent our repressed feelings. There are scores of theories. Modern dream research began with Freud, who thought dreams represented unfulfilled wishes rooted in unresolved childhood traumas that had been repressed. Carl Jung, another famous dream theorist, thought a dream was the small hidden door in the deepest and most intimate sanctum of the soul. The truth is that nobody knows for sure why we dream or whether dreams are of any use, but many functions have been proposed. For instance, studies have found that REM sleep, that dreaming stage, in particular helps people consolidate and reorganize memories so that they can perform cognitive activities better. Other studies suggest that REM sleep may mitigate the intensity of stressful experiences in part by reducing norepinephrine, a stress-related hormone. This was seen in a study in the Journal of Neuroscience in which students learned to associate an image with a mild electric shock. Brain scans showed that those who spent more time in REM sleep prior to the experiment had reduced brain activity in response to this learned fear. The researchers suggested this may be due to the effect of REM sleep on norepinephrine. Now, one last question that I thought was a good one. Can you make up for a sleep debt by sleeping longer on the weekends? Maybe you're that person, right? You don't get enough sleep during the week, so you think you'll get it all in on the weekend. Well, this is what they say. It is possible to catch up on your sleep and pay back your debt if it's a small one. But making up for sleep deprivation during the week by sleeping longer on weekends is not wise in the long term since it throws off your circadian rhythms. If nothing else, if you sleep until noon on your day off, you may have trouble falling asleep that night. I know for me that's definitely true. Like sometimes if I feel like I want to sleep later, I know that if I do sleep too late, it's really just going to mess up the next night of sleep. So doesn't sound like you can do the greatest job by making it up on the weekend. And that's everything today for Eagle's Eye on Health talking about dreams. But now let's talk about your toothpaste. It's funny because my whole life, I've been so into health and fitness and nutrition, and you would be devastated if you heard which toothpaste I used. (laughs) So when is the last time that you looked at the ingredients, if ever, in your toothpaste? I honestly never really worried about it much, I guess because you don't swallow it. But when I saw what was in my toothpaste, I thought, oh my, I can do better than this. And the reason that I even looked at the ingredients is because I went to Target to get my toothpaste that I've been using since I was a little girl, and they no longer carried it. And the toothpaste that I have been using since I was a little girl was AIM toothpaste. And I love AIM toothpaste. I like the way it feels in my mouth. It's got a refreshing taste. I have always used it because that's what my mama bought and that's what I have been using for all these years. And I went to Target and they no longer carry it. 
So that left me having to pick a new toothpaste. So the first thing I did is I picked up Crest toothpaste and I looked at the ingredients and I almost died when I saw what was in it. But then I realized I had never looked at the ingredients in AIM toothpaste. So when I got home, I looked it up and it has things like saccharin, which is an artificial sweetener that I tell you all, all the time. Do not eat things with saccharin. It had blue dye one. I tell you all the time, don't eat foods with dye in it. It had dye yellow 10, another dye. I couldn't believe that me, of all people, have been using this toothpaste. Now, right now, you're probably like in shock, maybe, maybe you don't care, but you're probably thinking, how come you haven't been using Tom's toothpaste? I think that's what my sister used. There's so many natural toothpaste out there. It just never occurred to me. Just so you know, I am by far not a perfect person. <laughs> I just tend to eat really healthy food and exercise, but I guess toothpaste was not my thing. Well, Crest toothpaste was the same. They all have some type of artificial sweetener and they all have a whole lot of dye. Now, when I say they all, I'm talking about your standard brands, your AIM, your Crest, your Colgates. Those were sort of the standard brands of the time when I grew up. Now, I can see why they don't have like an organic sweetener in it, because that would basically be some kind of sugar, and you don't want sugar on your teeth before bed. But there has to be some better options than artificial sweeteners and dye in our toothpaste, especially for our kids, right? And I can only imagine, hadn't even investigated that yet, but I can only imagine how much dye is in some of the kids' toothpaste that they make because that makes them fun for them, all the different colors, right? Well, it's not that I had never tried a natural toothpaste before. I had, I think I tried Tom's a couple times. The issue was I find them to be disgusting, <laughs> or at least the Tom's was. It was not sort of refreshing in flavor. It had sort of a bitter taste. It didn't have the same consistency feeling to me. So I always went immediately back to my AIM toothpaste. But I started doing some research. I wanted to know what should be in my toothpaste. Like what should I have and what shouldn't I have and what should I be cautious of? Because again, I had never really investigated this before. Now, one of the biggest things I found in my research was about the fluoride. So many toothpaste now say fluoride free. Does that mean we should not have fluoride in our toothpaste? Is it healthier not to have it? Often when we see boxes saying fluoride free, and that's what the marketing is, we assume, okay, the fluoride free one is probably the healthier option. Well, according, according to the Associated Press and NBC News, they did an article about this, and they said dental health experts worry that more people are using toothpaste that skips the most important ingredient, which is fluoride, and this leaves them at a greater risk of getting cavities. Most toothpastes already contain fluoride. While health authorities recognize fluoride as a cavity blocker, the internet, did you hear that? The internet, which is not necessarily doctors and dentists, is dotted with claims often from the natural toothpaste marketers and advocates for alternative medicine. They are saying that fluoride-free toothpaste also prevents cavities. Well, the dental authorities disagree. It's really important to debunk this idea that brushing your teeth alone stops decay. 
You need to have fluoride. That is what the dental authorities are saying. Now, that view was underscored by an article in the dental journal Gerodontology that reviewed the scientific literature on cavities. Its primary conclusion is that without the fluoride, oral hygiene efforts have no impact on cavity rates. So we have to have fluoride in the toothpaste if you're trying to fight cavities. Well, of course, that's what the dental people say, right? That's more of the Western doctors. I wanted to know what someone like Dr. Andrew Weil had to say. He's more of the alternative doctor, but he's still an MD. Well, he says, yes, I recommend you use a toothpaste that contains fluoride to prevent cavities and strengthen tooth enamel. While I hear claims about the hazards of the mineral being fluoride, I think they're exaggerated because it's only toxic in large doses. So if Dr. Wow says we do need the fluoride, I'm going with getting fluoride in my toothpaste. Now, as with many other nutrients, fluoride appears to be safe and effective when used and consumed in appropriate amounts. It's what we always have to remember. Sometimes it's not the thing that's bad for you, it's how much of the thing, right? So fluoride is okay in appropriate amounts. It can help prevent cavities, but ingesting it in very large amounts, like through your drinking water, may lead to serious health issues. However, this is mainly a problem in countries with naturally high fluoride levels in their water, like China and even India. So what have we learned from this, everyone? We're gonna say yes, to fluoride, or at least I'm gonna say yes to fluoride. What else do we need to look for in our toothpaste? The most important thing is to get a toothpaste also with the ADA seal. That stands for the American Dental Association. That seal means it's been analyzed and has the correct amount of fluoride to help prevent cavities. And it will also do the other wonderful things that it claims to do, because sometimes toothpaste claim to do A, B, and C, but if it has the ADA seal on it, then it's true that it actually does A, B, and C, because we know how marketing can be, and sometimes it says it does something, but maybe it doesn't really. The second thing is to realize that some toothpaste don't have fluoride, as we know, and that we definitely do want that fluoride toothpaste. So that's another thing. If it's ADA sealed, it has fluoride in it. So that's something that's going to help you. If you've got the ADA sealed, then you know that it has fluoride. So yes to fluoride, yes to the ADA seal. What else? Well, The rest is gonna be a little bit up to you. Um, You're gonna have to see what you like, what, what tastes good to you, what feels good, because I do feel like some of the consistencies are a little bit different, a little bit gritty or more of a gel or more of a cream, you know, they're all a little bit different. But I would say the third thing that you definitely should check is the label of ingredients. If you want to avoid the unhealthy chemicals even if we're not really ingesting them. But I personally, now that I know, I really don't want to have the artificial sweeteners like saccharin in my toothpaste. I also don't want to have any dye in my toothpaste. I don't need it to be a certain color. Like I'm not like a kid who's only going to use it if it's an appealing color. So for me, those are things I'm looking at now. I don't want dye and I don't want artificial sweetener. I happen to have finally found one that 
matches all my needs. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. It took a lot of time. The Toms does not work for me. I do not like, there's a million of them out there now. They have all different flavors and all different types. And I just, none of them were a match for me, but I did try one that I have fallen for. It is Burt's Bees Clean and Fresh. So Burt's Bees, you might know that brand. They do all kinds of healthy products, um, all kinds of lip balms, and I think they make it all these days, but they happen to have a toothpaste. Who knew? I would have never known that Burt's Bees has a toothpaste. So I like Burt's Bees Clean and Fresh. It does have fluoride, and I like the mint medley flavor. That to me was the most refreshing, as close as I could get to my AIM toothpaste. I know you're all laughing. My AIM toothpaste is right up there with my um, red vine licorice, probably, right? <laughs> so Burt's Bees, it is ADA approved as well. So if you are someone like me who you've tended to go towards the old school brands and you want to try something, maybe start with Burt's Bees Clean and Fresh, the mint medley flavor. See if for you that is something that works. So I recommend I want you to look at your toothpaste later when you go to brush your teeth. I want you to see, does it have fluoride? Does it have the ADA seal? I want you to check the ingredients. Does it have artificial sweeteners? Does it have dye? And then check out some of the brands that don't have these bad things, but that have all the good things that we do want them to have, right? And this is really important for your kids too. Obviously, I was exposed to AIM toothpaste as a kid. <laughs> but back in those days, there were no other alternatives, I can assure you. But if I had to guess, my parents still use AIM toothpaste. So uh, mom, if you're listening, let us know if you still use AIM toothpaste. <laughs> but we don't. We have more choices now. So even for your kids, I probably would try to get them off some of these uh, artificial sweeteners and dyes if you can. But most importantly, make sure that your kid's toothpaste does have fluoride because they probably need it more than anyone to prevent those cavities. And I know that a lot of people have fallen for the fluoride-free thinking that it's healthier and you probably thought it was healthier for your kiddo. So these are all great things to think about. This is your dental hygiene from Earn That Body. And I learned just as much as you probably just learned, or perhaps you already knew a lot about toothpaste. Well, I did not. But anyway, it was uh, a great and rather interesting research for me to do. I hope you found it of interest. Let me tell you, if you like this podcast, if you like the episode, if you like the podcast in general, if you would give it a share on social media, that would be awesome. And better yet, if you could give it a rating and review, that would help so much because the more rating and reviews that I get, the more the podcast is spread to others. And I have created the Earn That Body podcast to be sort of my labor of love and the way that I volunteer in society, meaning I don't make any money from the podcast. I really just wanna bring health, fitness, and nutrition information to as many people as I can. So a rating and review, you can do it directly on iTunes. You can even do it on the app where you um, listen to your podcast as well. So thank you so much, and I hope that you are doing well. I hope everybody is safe. It is the coronavirus time right now, and I hope you're staying healthy. I hope you wash your hands, and I hope that you have a great week and I hope you register for Willpower because I will see you there next week. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 